next time we have news that is relevant for everyone to move from the lower and middle class all the way to the upper class top one percent everybody antonio t smith jr here i invented mexic news and a whole news station and all this stuff to rival the cnn's the fox news the newsmaxes the msnbc's whether it be far left far right or somewhere in the middle or middle left middle right we need a not-for-profit news a news that is not meant to scare you a news that is not so concerned with politics unless it's financially taking money out your pocket or putting money in your pocket and that's the purpose of mexit news mexit stands for middle class exit and that's what i'm about i'm fortunate enough to be in the top one percent and i'm bringing as many people with me as possible so on mexit news you learn about crypto you learn about blockchain. You learn about things that are relevant, that are excellently relevant, and that are fortified to push you to the next level. So thank you for joining Mexit News. It is a pleasure. You're going to hear this because this is on a podcast. So if you can give a rating, if you can send as much traffic to this podcast as possible, it always remain free because using advertisers to pay so i never have to charge you for the news antonio t smith jr you can't plant better you can dominate all right welcome back to the people's congress i am stephen walker and i'm excited to be back with the congressmen and women of your area you can see all around america we have representatives representing you as we go through talking about exiting the middle class and we're going to get introductions out of the way right at the beginning let's start out with adrian Hello, world. This is Misunderstood Adrian, the CEO of IMA Industry. We are the climate and culture specialists. We want to come to wherever it is that needs to be, and we want to just spread a little light on it, put a little breath in it, give it a little bit of life. I also am an author of the book, Surviving Tough Times. Uh-oh. There we go. Ooh. Yay. That's your first book. This is my first. What you say? Where can people get it? Amazon. Amazon. Um, it looks like Amazon right now. Right now, just Amazon. Okay, it will good. Be That's good to know. All the other places. But right All now, right, go out there and get it. Make her a bestseller. Go out there and get it. All right, Jerome, you got it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Jerome Red, a.k.a. Romy Rome, Follow my zone with Let's Think, Change, Grow. Where we help you to think, to change, and to grow, and maximize your greatness. Hello. All right. All right, Telly. Good evening. This is Yamo Telly Kwashi, new to the Long Island area, aspiring business owner and pursuing a career in social advocacy. All right, Tanya. Hi, I am Tanya Harper from Martinsburg, West Virginia. Um, one of the founders of um, Agape Hands Outreach, where we connect um, people with different resources in the community and show a little love to our community. All righty, Mrs. Douglas. Hi, my name is Sadia Douglas. I am representing Hopewell, Virginia. My company, Prosperity Financial Services, we provide tax, we provide business assistance, as well as helping you find financial freedom. So we're here to help you and to answer any questions you may have. All right, my man, 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 Kevin, 
Ladies and gentlemen, all across the globe, welcome, welcome, welcome. Kevin Vaughn, ladies and gentlemen, CEO and founder of the MLT Global Network. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to mltnetworks.net. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, we are betting on you. The, the, the team is the BET, B-E-T-T, that stands for your business, education, training, and technology. Thank you so much. All right, Marquise. Yes, this is Marquise Washington from Indianapolis. I am the marketing director for DMW Enterprise, uh, and we create the good stuff, which is a type of sauce that is delicious and nutritious. You will get some on your finger and you will have no choice but to lick it off. That is the good stuff. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the good stuff sauce. All right. Thank you so much. And again, I am Stephen Walker, the owner of Tesla, the real owner. I'm letting Elon Musk run it while I'm on vacation. Uh, I am the owner of Manifest Media. Uh, we are a graphic design, a business consulting company and a branding company. You can come visit us at mypurposemypower.com. All right. Let's get into it, people. And the top of the hour, we're going to actually go, go to Saudi. Saudi, you have the lead off story. What do you got? Yes. So... Ironically enough, we're going to start off with a good luck story, right? So CEO um, Dan Price decided that he didn't want his employees to work for him and to have to work at McDonald's to have a living wage. So he raised his employees pay up to $70,000. Well, of course, you you might understand he was censured and um, even (laughs) featured on Fox News saying this man is a lunatic of all lunatics. Raising your employees' pay is contrary to every business practice we've heard of. So what actually occurred, he was rewarded. Not only did his employees love what they were, you know, having the money, but he in turn multiplied his business. And so this is definitely a good luck story of how you can be pro-business, pro-employee, and still have a company that it grew to be $10 billion. Okay. Oh, $10 billion business. Wow. That so is employees matter. Okay. So he decided to put the money in his employees pockets instead of keeping it in his own. And it sounds like uh, they don't like that too much. Adrian, what do you think about that? Well, basically they were really, 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 really on him. Um, God rest his soul. Rush Limbaugh really just did, didn't want to give Dan Price any kind of room because it was not heard of that businesses do this. I just thought that it was a great story because actually Mr. Price, like all CEOs should take a, a page out of Mr. Price's book. Yes. Because Mrs. Mr. Price thought that he was doing all right until he found out that that young lady was working at McDonald's. And of course, there's a lot of different ways that a boss can do whatever they do. You might even get fired because you're working. But if I need to keep my livelihood because I have things in my house that need to be paid and I want to work with you, but you don't give me enough money. Think about how many employees live with the fact that they would live or die for their job. But the truth of the matter is it doesn't sustain them. So let's let's take that to the middle class. Let's take that to the, like that to the Congress. That. I mean, that's a real that's a real thought. Let's look at that. I mean, we got an owner who's saying that um, he really cares about his employees and that he's going to change the way he's structuring his company. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? What do you guys think? 
I think it's good. He cut his own pay from one point one million to seventy thousand. He wow. grew his business from three billion to ten billion. Wow. Look at that. Because he gave back, he sold some those are some huge seeds that he gave. So that's why he got that harvest that he got, right? I mean, how would you like to have a bump in your pay? And and how would your prayers increase for the man? I mean, how would your work increase for the man? Think about that. That's that changed the lives of a lot of people. That's right. And then guess what? It also gives you um what's that, that longevity. Oh because yeah. You, you you're not gonna wanna go anywhere. You you don't need to go anywhere. It's like a it's almost kind of like what we do at the ATS, because of the fact of the the atmosphere that Antonio has put together, the vibe of it is what people thrive off of. The vibe of it. But one thing that will happen is if the group says something, the next day you'll see it. It'll be a course or something like. So he doesn't right. leave. You know what I mean? He he listens to what people are saying because. Really, you think that you're losing, but he gained so much by just hearing what the woman said. And right, so think about I'm just think about how many employees would just be like, "Yo, where are you on your way to? I'm going to work." Like, what you mean? <laughs> like, I rocks with this man. Like, he didn't hook me he cares up. cares about me. I mean, it's really about he cares about me. So, why do y'all think that the other business owners uh, and you know the rest of the Congress? I do want to hear from you as well, uh, but. Why do you think the rest of the business owners um, are upset? Why would Rush Limbaugh say anything? What do you think? Well, one, one thing for sure, you know, um, some employers may be concerned about their employees staying with them. You know, when you see somebody else doing that hiring, okay, I'm out of here, folks. I'm going to go see if I can apply over here to where these folks is giving me some raises here. That's the first That's thing. But this is a great story, though, like Adrian mentioned. It's about, you know, employee taking care of your employees, folks. It's the bottom line. Matter of fact, some companies have a, a family structure, you know, where you feel like family, you know, your family and you're going to basically ride or die with that company. And that's what you got to be about. And also so many it's so it's so good on so many levels, too, guys. I think Adrian kind of hit it. The stress goes down right for your employee. It, they may want to get the uh, work on time. Maybe. <laughs> How about this? No sick leave. How about this? Maybe more vacation leave so they can enjoy their life as well. But the sick leave and insurance goes down because people are not using the insurance. You know, all that stuff impacts guys when you are part of a community. So I think that was a brilliant move. And of course, other companies are going to be forced to look at that. And they may lose some great employees, too, in the process because other companies may uh, do the same thing. It's going to be all right. Thank you. So, Tanya, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I didn't even hear what the story was. All right. We, we, we. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties. Yes. That's all right. I saw you were on for you, Tanya. So you one, of the things that that, we, one of the things that we thought, you know, was big, companies don't want to hear he did this because it scares them. I mean, we have companies right now fighting, raising the minimum wage. Okay. To 15, a livable wage. Because okay. it cuts into their profits, right? It cuts into their profits and what they don't see that it will improve morale, productivity, efficiency, that they will not have to keep retraining people because they won't be losing people. So attrition would, would go down. Yeah. Tension would go up. So they're afraid of change. Yeah. Jerome, what, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> I haven't read the story myself. But what I thought about as I was listening to the story, um, one of the television shows 
that I, I found that I really like watching when I get some spare time, Undercover Boss. And that's yeah, what this and, and so as I listened to the story, um, he was a, he was an owner who didn't know that one of his employees, who he thought was doing just fine, was working at McDonald's, and that reached him. So uh, in some businesses out there, there's a disconnect between the employees and the CEOs. And but you got some decent CEOs out there who maybe they knew more information about what was going on, try to structure to make things better for their employees. And then this particular guy, he went overboard, but look at the harvest. Look yeah. at the blessing because he went overboard. Wow. And yeah. that's not his intent. His intent wasn't to make all that extra money. His intent was to look out for his employees. Wouldn't that be a wonderful model for other businesses out here to follow? But sometimes they're so caught up in the capitalism. I got to make the profit. I got to increase. I got to take care of my, my, my board. I got to take care of my shareholders. And this guy said, wait a minute. The heart and soul of my company are my employees. Let me make sure I'm taking care of them. Guess what? He took care of them and he made a profit. Isn't that phenomenal? Yeah. And that's what that's what we got to take a look at is, you know, if they're if they're looking at capitalism, they say we got to look at our profits. Look at the whole model, not just that he just made everyone's wages the same, but look at the result of making the wages the same. Mm -hmm. They increased in revenue. So you would think they would look at the whole thing as a case study instead of saying he shouldn't raise. So basically what they were saying is we're not on the, in the short term, aside to correct me if I'm wrong, uh, because I know you will. Uh, in the short term, they, they're, they're saying we're not willing to take a pay cut ourselves. So we're not going to follow his model. If even if it's even if we might make money more money on the back end, right? So it's going to be really interesting to see how his company continues to grow and other companies just stay stagnant, you know, stay exactly where they are. You make a good point though, Jerome, because they got to please their board and everything. So, yeah, all right, Tanya, you have something? Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I'm not familiar with the story, but just by listening to um, Jerome, um, if you look, if the thing is, if you look out for, you know, each other and the next person and not just about yourself, because um, that's what it's about, you know, looking out for the next person, then, then you have nothing to do. You planting that good seed. So you had nothing to do but to expand your business. Um, mm -hmm. If you're being greedy about it, then that's what's going to happen. But if you're looking out for that next person, which it sounds like they were doing, um, if they made everybody's salary the same, if I'm correct, um, you have nothing else to do but grill. Like, yeah. you know, everybody is like on the same level almost. So everybody's going to do the best that they can in their job. They're going to feel like they already should feel like they're somebody. But when you really put in to your, to your employees, they're going to give you a hundred percent if you're putting in a hundred percent. So they're going to give you back what you put into them. So they're going to make sure that they do their best while they're at work. So, and then they're going to your salary went from 35,000 to 70,000. Yeah. Right. I mean, how dramatically will your life change? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, you're exactly right. So uh, we're going to throw it to Marquise now. Marquise, what's going on, man? Well, I just wanted to add to that because what, what comes to mind is, I mean, not, not only is, is that boss, is, not only is, is that boss outstanding, 
that's somebody that's definitely in touch with his employees. And that's basically what we were talking about. But the thing that came to mind is I remember in the not too distant past, the United States, uh, we had talked about shortening the eight hour day. And we did the the uh, comparables to, to some countries in Europe to where they have a six hour day and how the productivity goes up in a six hour day. And some of these uh, countries, they'll take a long lunch, like a two hour lunch break. Sure. And, uh, and then, you know, and they'll they'll come back to work, to recharge, refresh. They have enough time to go run to the bank. You know how we do. Mm-hmm. We, we it, it take us 15 minutes just to get out the building, you know, 15 minutes to get there, 15 mm-hmm. minutes to stand there, and then 15 minutes to get back. And then another 10 minutes to get back to where we came from. We're late. Mm-hmm. So when, when you elongate breaks, when you eat uh, and then shorten the day, the productivity goes up. I can only wonder if, like, what would happen if you merged those two? What would happen to that company then? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and and actually, there are companies now because of COVID that realize by sending people home and allowing them to work from home, productivity has increased because people have to now prove that they're actually working and they have to show that they're productive to keep their job. Uh, unfortunately, managers are trying to manage that really by multiple meetings every day and that's kind of draining on the people but uh they got to check in to make sure people aren't just you know doing what they want but they're doing their jobs what they're getting paid for but i mean it's a great story Sadi. i'm glad you brought that up because it is an example of what uh we here at uh the people's congress endorse in any state a business owner taking care of the middle class first are you a creator looking for a home a place to genuinely call home a place to put all of your work all of your creations, someplace where you know it will get the attraction, you'll get the followers, the subscribers that you deserve and you need, ATS TV is the place for you. If you want a place where you can call home, reach out to us. Email us at info at antoniotsmithjr.com and find out how you can become a creator on ATS TV today. We want you. And you want us. Welcome home. Tell them us the link in the description. Click the link in the description to find out more about ATS TV and to see where you will soon call home. Tell them I said hi. Antonio said hi. And that's what we're all about. And we'd like to thank uh, ATS and Mexit for giving us the ability to talk to you guys. Uh, Antonio T. Smith Jr. We do appreciate all that you guys are doing on the network. And uh, we're happy to be a part of the Mexit. All right, Marquis, so uh, let's talk about it. Uh, the next thing on my agenda is the world's top 10 most spoken language. <laughs> well, reading this article about the top 10 uh, most spoken languages, if, if you all don't know, of course, you know, English is the language followed by the Chinese, uh, Hindi, uh, Spanish, uh, and Arabic, believe it or not. And, and, the, and the list goes on and on. Um, what I found interesting about the article is that um, how they compile the data, because the Mandarin Chinese, I mean, most of that is spoken in China or around that region. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about just sheer numbers. We're not necessarily talking about uh, a global, uh, a, a, a global language situation like English is. And 
you know, since English is spoken in more countries, it's the language of business. It is the language of business. And mm -hmm. when you when you're talking about when you throw that into the into the mix of politics, especially in this country, when you have people who don't speak the language um, and, and, you know, we want them to speak that language. What what's frustrating with me is um, having to deal with somebody who who does not speak the language and i'm upset not because they don't know how to speak it it's because i can't speak to them and theirs mm -hmm. so so for me it's it's all about education at the end of the day um my wife actually she used to teach english as a second language to chinese kids so it is it is the language of business it's the language of money um i run into people who said they didn't speak english but they're watching cnn so people people can be real funny about about the languages but um i i found that to be interesting about english is the language of money everybody yeah. around the world speaks english now it looks like it's going to be switching though it looks like you know people i'm seeing people especially in the one percent beginning to teach their children mandarin that their children are now taking those asian languages and there's a bunch of different dialects but they're beginning to um, teach their children Mandarin. Why do you think that is? Well, because China's are it's it's they are next in line, and and from from the business articles, the United States is about to get leapfrogged by China and, in terms of the economy, economic growth. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. and so therefore, uh, the the Chinese has a very large footprint, and then. You know, if you've been listening about the downfall of the dollar, of the petrodollar, you have to wonder what's going to come up next. The, the Chinese are really gaining momentum. They're gaining power over the United States. And so who knows? They may actually uh, one day uh, be the language of choice um, outside of English. All right. So you heard it first right here on the People's Congress. We're telling you what's coming. And we're going to see only time will tell. But we do know that that's something that's happening all across the world. China has made inroads into Africa. They own a lot of properties here in America. We are in debt to China. Uh, so China is in a really good position globally as a superpower to come right behind America and take it over in terms of economic forecasts. I think they're forecasting the next four or five years to surpass America in terms of total um, GDP. So that's something that we're going to be watching. We'll be reporting on that. Man, I sound like I know what I'm talking about tonight. I feel good, people. That sounded great. I feel like I was actually reporting like a reporter. Woo. I was going to say that sounded good to me because <laughs> That's all you, right. Right up, you, you were right because at the end of the day, the question really is as great as we are right now, if you look at the numbers, like they did give a list of numbers in the article, English is so far away from where Mandarin is. Mandarin is at 918 million. Okay. And then English is only 379 million. Wow. So then you look at it and then, but then you say Spanish is 460 million. So in a couple of years, truth be told, as much as we want to hold on to this English language, what if English language is no longer the dominant language? That's what's going to happen. That's what it looks yeah. like right now. Yeah, the only reason why it's dominant right now is because we still believe that we're dominant. We still have a story of dominance somewhere in our, like, you know, the, the history of our story is the fact that we can speak on the fact that we're dominant. Well, you know what? The issue, 
The issue comes down to the fact that we used to be the makers and not the and we were the exporters. Mm -hmm. Now we're buyers from foreign nations, especially from China. So that means the American money didn't. And that's the whole thing about ATS. We like to circulate our money between ourselves. Right. That's what is. And, and we call that what? Group economics. Group <laughs> you know what? China said, I'm going to get a piece of that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a piece of that and I'm going to make them buy from me. So they lowered their prices. They lowered their employees, mm -hmm. uh, you know, rate, pay rate. And they let America come over there and build and manufacture mm -hmm. in China to sell back to America. And so America was like, fine, we don't need to manufacture anymore. We'll let them manufacture. We'll let them make all the things. So all of the money that used to stay in America now goes overseas to China, which is why their their revenue is going up, up, up. And American workers are losing jobs and losing uh, all kind of position yeah. in the world because America basically gave away everything to China. Yeah. Now, but look, if you put the richest countries, they have like, I'm just looking through more. We are the fifth richest country. So... As as we thought we were doing good, we're losing to Luxembourg, Switzerland, Ireland, and Norway. Ain't no way. Look, I love Ireland, but that's hard to believe. I never heard anything come out of Ireland. What 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 are they doing in Ireland to, to be know. better, bigger than America? Playing football. Oh yeah, no, ain't no joke. Football is yeah, rugby. Rugby is is for real over there. All right, Kevin, you got something you want to add to the story? You know, I was thinking about as we talk about the group economics. I'll think about two areas, guys, because see, as we grow our businesses, right? I'm talking about globally. We're talking about travel and business. I'm just going to pick two real quick. Guess what? When we travel across the globe and we want to go to a certain part to build a business or somebody says, hey, can you come here to help grow your business or our business in our network? <laughs> Guess what? We're going to have to know some of the language. The second part of that is the, is the business side, right? A business and a travel because we got to get there, but also the business is going to be affected. Now, I don't know about you guys. There's some serious tools out there now that gives you those translators, electronic translators. I bought one. Just in case I meet somebody I need to talk to about this business, about my business, about your business. So we have to really think about that from a business model. If we're going to grow globally, we're going to have to be able to do some adjustments in the language, whether it's electronically or learn the language. When, when I'm out. That reminds me of one time I got in an Uber and this man, Jose, whatever his name was, he could not speak one drop of English. When I tell you that this young man actually took his phone off of the mount and gave it to me and said, say what you say, like say, 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 speak. He was like, speak, speak. And I'm like, okay, in there. And it literally translated what I was trying to say to him so he could take me where I needed to be. I said, wow. I said, so you really use that app? And he said, I I I I don't know. I I don't know. And I'm thinking, damn, he making all this money. He, he making it work. He, he ain't making even it business, work. But he had, but he had the link on it. He had the app on his thing, and that was the perfect because I felt very comfortable. Because mm -hmm. when he said, you know, it was like, what was that? What was that? <laughs> that that sounds was like whatever a... the language was that came out that phone. I spoke English. And then oh. they tell, right. so it translated. right up where I needed to go. There's a lot of there's a lot of translators online. There's Google Translate. There's a lot of companies that do that, uh, and that's definitely helpful. And we may even have need for that over here because if things switch pretty fast when it goes to Mandarin, there's a lot of Americans who will not even learn the language. They will die still not knowing the language. 
because it's not an easy language to learn, number one. Uh, but number two, they're not going to take the time to learn it. So you've got to get ahead of that thing and just start picking it up. You can go online and you can get tutorials and figure it out. Sadia, what do you got? Well, I, there's a couple of things I wanted to point out. You know, it's not that Mandarin will be the dominant language in the United States. It's that we will need to know maybe Mandarin and a version of it to do business outside of the United States. So that's that's the nuance there. It's not that it's going to be number one here. It's just that in order to do business outside of the United States, we would then need it. Um, I also I'll, bet, bet you, I'll bet you 10 wands that we would have to speak it in America in 20 years. 10 wands, I bet you. Okay, I don't bet. So I'm risk adverse. I'm going to have to let you go with that. All right. Um, I, I don't you know, know what, though? Go, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's just, you can go ahead. No, all I was saying is that this seems like a great opportunity to take a poll as far as how many people have used that trans translator app on the phone. I know I have. Oh, okay, let's do it. Mexico poll by show of hands who has used the translation app on the phone or computer. Show of hands. I'm telling right. you, the man used it for me. I didn't use okay. it, but it, it sure came out his phone. But but you know what? It's a <laughs> it's a good thing. That we do we even know where it's at to begin using it go ahead Sadie. you want to finish your point yep i also wanted to mention um when we were talking about imports and exports that is very interesting that the united states is the number one importer followed by china but when it comes to exports china is number one and we're number two so yeah we would have to be absolutely yeah so um you know, it's interesting. All the numbers are out for 2019. Um, but when you look at 2020, they're saying America imports and exports. But I think it had a lot to do with the pandemic. Yeah. Shutting yeah. down the trade line. So. And readjusting and shifting those dollars to, to new people. That was a whole, man, that's a whole nother ball game. We won't even get to that. All right. I almost went off on the rabbit trail. All right, middle class. Look, we're, we're talking about real issues. Real issues to empower you and educate you and inspire you to make uh, informed decisions. Uh, it looks like Jerome has some. What do, you, what do you got, Jerome? I do have a comment about this. All right. We've spoken previously about the ATS Business University. Oh, yeah. Well, those of you out there who some of you know about it, some of you do not know about it, there's a marketing arm to that called Rikesa. Mm. And at this present time, some of you may not know this, but Antonio T. Smith has already moved that marketing arm uh, outside of America into other countries. Oh, wait a minute. Is, this, is that top secret stuff we're talking about right now? <laughs> I'm trying to say. I'm trying to tell you. Consumption? Then that's, that's not top secret. But what, I, what, but what I'm going to share with you may or may not be top secret because I had a conversation with him. Uh -huh. <laughs> you said you had a conversation with what? I had a private conversation with him previously. Thank you, Phil. In reference to the marketing arm. Okay. And, and he was saying, Jerome, I'm definitely going to move into China, but not in business. I oh. said, Excuse me? He says, Not in business, in English. I said, Oh, stop. I have a very dear friend of mine who's out of New York, who owns her own business that goes back and forth to China probably six, seven times a year with her business mm -hmm. and that, and she knows the government people and everything. 
So when I mentioned that to him, his eyes lit up. Okay, so I'm waiting to hear more about what he's going to be doing with China. So Stephen, I don't know what Saudi is thinking. About. You are on the right track, buddy. I'm telling okay. you. Okay. Right it's good to have somebody on my side. You know, she is my sister, so you know it's good to have somebody got my back. She's my old sister, so I got somebody to help me out. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's good to know that we're heading the right direction. But good information, definitely good information. We want to go to uh, let's go to Kevin. Kevin, I hear Warren Buffett is going to help everybody with their stimulus checks. Oh uh, yes, sir, Mr. Stephen, and everybody on the globe. If you want to listen to anybody, you listen to somebody with some money, and he's a pretty nice guy. I understand too. I never met him, but I understand he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, Warren Buffett says, do this with your $1,400 stimulus check. I love it. Now, what I'm going to do, guys, I'm just going to talk real quickly about what he recommends, get right to it so we can have the panel, everybody think about it. So what I did is highlighted the, uh, after reading it, I highlighted the uh, area. And read. Warren Buffett says, whenever any extra money lands on your lap, ladies and gentlemen, your first move should be to pay off your credit card debt. <laughs> I love it. First thing, though he says the world loves the credit cards, it's too costly. The next thing he said, Mr. Warren Buffett talking about what would you do, what you should do, he said, with your $14 self-ship. The billionaire indicated that he understood many Americans were relying on credit cards because of the financial hardship. I think we understand why we use credit cards, right? We know uh, either misuse them or use them properly. Hardship because of the pandemic. At the same time, he said, some people should think about of the plastic, uh, think of their plastic as a piggy bank to raid, as you know. Some people think that this money just drops in there automatically, you know, when I have to get them back. And lastly, two more things. If I owe any money at 18%, the first thing I do with any of the money, it had to be late, I had to be paid off first. That's the first thing he did is paid it off. Buffett said he told his friend. You can't go through life borrowing money at those rates to be better off. Lastly, ladies and gentlemen, Buffett is strongly opposing to carry credit card balances. It just doesn't make sense, he says. He said during the virtual shareholders meeting, during a shareholders meeting, he mentioned this. And lastly here, but he doesn't feel that the way, that all way about that, of course, but wouldn't he wouldn't advise you to put your $1,400 payment toward your mortgage either. So he recommends to be very, very smart with that powerful, powerful area. Wow, that is a shock to hear him say that. Uh, but let's take it to the Congress. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I was surprised that um, that he said it. Don't put it to your mortgage. Yeah. I would have, yeah. I would have, I would have thought that you would be able to take that money and put it, you know, put it down on the principal, yeah. um, or, or at least, you know, to work on that angle. That was surprising to me. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there's a reason why. Um, and the biggest reason is that your mortgage interest is a deduction. So even he paid um, with his second home, he got a mortgage on it. It was it would be better than to have it an all equity transaction that wouldn't benefit him. So a lot of times they look for ways to counter their gains, the ordinary income increases with deductions to lower right. the amount of taxes they pay. All right, we're going to stop it right here, middle class. We're going to take a little second, and we're going to bring it on down to a whole new level because that was a lot that you just said. Now, let's talk to us as if we don't know what you know because okay. if you own a company, you know, you own a financial company, right? So you're talking about equity and gains. 
let's say what you said again, but simplify. Okay, to simplify it, it is better to buy a home and have a loan so that when you make your money at work and you have to pay your taxes, that the interest you pay towards your loan counters the amount of tax you have to pay the government. It reduces. So if you paid in cash, you would have you no benefit. Have benefit. Gotcha. Okay, there we go, middle class. That's how we do it. We don't want to talk over your head. We want to talk directly to you. And, bring and so one thing he would tell you to do is to pay off those things that are do not affect your taxes, like your credit card debt. Nowhere do you get a write-off about on your credit card debt. It actually takes your money. You will never make money owing credit cards, right? right? So, so then um, applying it to a school loan, those kind of things is like, no, don't don't use that money for that. You can write off the interest on your school loans as well. Um, however, school loans have a tendency to follow you till death. So at some point you want to pay it off. School loans were designed to be paid off in 10 years. When you graduate from school, they determine how much you have to pay a month by looking at how much can you pay off evenly over the next 10 years. Because okay. there's a rule that says after you've paid 10 years without being late um, on a payment, that the rest is waived. So All that's right. why they make it so you pay it off in 10 years. Gotcha. Okay. okay. It's waived. You know how many people don't know how to pay their student loans on time for at least 10 years so that it could be waived? They'll mess up in five and then have to pay the whole thing forever? Wow. You, know, honestly, you just did something there. You but I did the same thing. When I had twins, I couldn't afford to pay a thousand dollars a month Ooh. for my student loans. I was paying anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred for a nanny a month. Wow. So my I'd student loans. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get kids off at my house, and I would have did that for half seven fifty. I'd have washed the kids for you. <laughs> So the, the point was that there are a lot of things, you know, when we start getting married, having children, you know, it makes it so we can't afford to pay for those student loans the way we thought we would. And so, um, you know, having children, you know, cost you, people don't realize it, but you end up paying about $600,000 over the course of that child's life to have a child. Oh, they owe me some money. I'm glad you told me that. I'm making some phone calls after this meeting. Your son's going to be a surgeon. He can pay it back. Oh, and I'm going to get every penny. I hope and, so. Hey, hey, hey Kevin, so uh, when you read those, through those stories, what stood out to you? Well, I guess in that in this particular one, you know, I was concerned about the uh, the middle class, right, which I'm yeah. in, you're in as well. I'm saying, okay, what do I do with a credit card? Then how do I properly manage a credit card? They're like, no, I'm going to have to at least one. Matter of fact, they recommend you have at least one or two uh, credit cards, but manage them well. So we have right. what stood out to me, which he didn't mention in this article, is that we need. There's nothing wrong with the credit cards, but you got to be able to handle them every month properly, so your credit is properly maintained. So we're, that's the difference. Uh, I think we might have lost that credit card before they pay the other one back. You know, they keep getting in that cycle. So we have to be very smart uh, about getting into the cycle uh, the wrong way. Nothing wrong with the credit cards. It's just, it has to be used properly. So I didn't get at what I didn't get out of there is that how do I best use the credit card if I do? Yeah. Well, he did explain something about credit cards. He said that if your credit card is at 18 percent, 
Mm-hmm. then you definitely want to pay that off Right. that you do not um, there are other cars at lower rates and if you don't yeah. qualify for them pay off your highest rate um, yeah. you know credit cards what yeah. if that $1400 isn't enough to pay off a credit card or lower mm-hmm. the balance mm-hmm. pay it towards the highest interest rate absolutely because absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, what we're talking about is managing the yeah. money you know, nothing wrong with it. none of the things we have is just about the mindset of managing that. And that's what we we'll make sure that everybody gets is how make sure if you're going to get the credit card, I don't care if it's 26 percent. Make sure you understand it. That's all I'm saying. Make sure you and understand what you're getting. Yeah. And that you can manage it well. If it's 18, 20 percent, you know, 30 percent, please get a smart. We got to get smarter about our money. That's all I'm saying. And not put ourselves in the stress areas where we can't right. move forward. I want to go to Tanya and get her take on this. Tanya, what is your take? Um, when I read the article, um, I um, well, I knew about the credit cards, you know, paying them down and so forth. But when I got to the point about the mortgage, I had to read that a couple of times when he said, don't pay the mortgage. I said, <laughs> well, why not? So then, you know, I read into it a little bit more and I was like, oh, OK. And then his suggestion about, you know, him keeping the um, paying out the mortgage, even though he had the money to pay off the whole house. Um, yes. <laughs> he still got the mortgage out and paid the whole 30 years and the money that he would have used to take to pay off the whole mortgage. He took that and invested um, in an investment, which was white, I think right back into his own companies um, that he has. So um, looking into investing and, you know, with the money that we, you know, the $1,400 how to invest, I did click on the link and it took me to the acorn site. And I think that's one of the sites that you can, bump up like when you purchase something you can round it up to the highest the higher dollar and take that money and put it into an account so you can invest um in stocks and stuff i signed up for it today um i signed up for acorn today oh did you that's the app it gave when i clicked on the site on the on the um it took me straight to the acorn site and i was looking it up and i was thinking about signing up myself yeah you should all right that's all right make sure you do uh uh talk to your cpa and make sure that's a good idea in your current state but uh we do want the middle class to get into investing and if you want to learn more about how to invest your money you want to go to ats the school of business uh and i think that uh that could help you out a lot we definitely want to get you involved in the Mexit, which is the middle class exit. um Saudi, do you have something else it looks like you have uh, yes So, you know, we're talking about the middle class and how we can exit the middle class and debt holds us in the middle class. So one thing that, you know, we should have as a goal, each and every one of us is to pay off our credit cards to the point that every month, whatever we charge on them, we pay it off that same month so that we never pay interest on it. But it improves our credit score. So I automatically use my ca- my card that gives me 5% cash back to pay for things. And my husband is like, oh, here, check the debit card. I'm like, oh, no, honey, put that hotel on this card <laughs> because we have the money. We're going to pay it, but it's a way for them, one, to give me money back. And two, I pay it off at the end of the period, and so I never pay interest on it. I call it OPM, other people's money. Short-term loans, 30-day loans, is mm-hmm. other people's money. People get caught in the trap only because they can't pay them back. And then they say, you owe $1,000, just give me 50. 
because that's your minimum payment. That means that you will that's live and die for those. Yeah, we don't want to play those games. Yeah, no. we don't want to play those games at all. All right, so we're going to move on now. We're going to go to Adrian. Adrian, now I hear the U.S. Secretary is expected to impose some fair amount regulations on cryptocurrency. What's going on with that? They had to. What What's going on is so great because, as we all know, crypto is the new thing. Bitcoin, Dogecoin, whatever you want, Dogecoin, all of these are currencies. Harvey Pitt is the ex-CEO. He used to be. But he's the one that's saying, y'all keep watching and keep waiting because they're about to put some regulations on what's going on with this cryptocurrency. Because the new man, Gary Gensler, he is the man that knows, one, he's got experience with the crypto. He knows about the Coinbase. Like, he's the one that actually started this Coinbase. And now, you know, as NASDAQ and and all of the other different cryptocurrencies are now available, they're telling you that you can expect that the fair amount of regulations of cryptocurrency is going to have to have some rules on because right now it's unclear. And we here at Mexit, we even know that it's unclear. We just know that it's a piece of something that we want to part of. The reason why is because we see that this is where it's at. Coinbase, we've been on this now because they see us all getting in it. Mm -hmm. They put some regulations on it real quick. That's what I look at it and said. I so, said, well, wait a minute, why are they regulating now? Because everybody hearing about it, they're telling everybody in the middle class to get involved. Now they're going to put regulations. Yeah. They're going to try to make sure we stay in the middle class. Y'all better yeah. go on with yourselves now. Go on, get this stuff. You <laughs> have to break down doors and kick these things open for yourself. Because even to see it, I'm like, wow, we've been talking about crypto all week. Now all of a sudden they got a they gonna have a put a fair one. Now they want to put a fair on it. Why? Because I'm about to put my money in. Okay, mm -hmm. so oh, shit. hurry up, y'all. Hurry up, because we. Have yeah, yeah. You got to get in, and and not only do you got to get in, you got to get educated. As we've been saying, if you've been watching us, we've been telling you, you got to go to ATS. You got to get involved with ATS, the School of Business, and uh, learn what cryptocurrency is and how to get involved. This is the only way that you and your family are going to survive in the future. If you're not paying attention, you will get passed by yes. and it'll be too late. So get in and get involved right now. So let's talk about it. You know, what about these regulations, guys? What do y'all think? Is that a good idea? And why do you think the government's doing that now? Hey, Stephen, from a business standpoint, it kind of makes sense. Uh, I'll just take the upper top 10% of the, of the planet of you know, wealthy people. When they see that wealth starting to shift, they're going to be calling the congressman. They're going to be calling their yeah. buddies. Say, hey, wait a minute. We we just lost twenty billion dollars last year. What y'all can do about that, big boy? We on the mm -hmm. we on the golf course right now. Let's let's change that. And they're gonna try to say, well, what we can do? Maybe we can make some laws to get you back in the game. So yeah, that's just a business move. It's understandable. Uh, not necessarily agree with it, but it's just a business move to help protect what they have. You know, I was thinking about something um, with this shift that's coming, and it's it's unstoppable because it's a wave. And I believe that there's about to be a huge jump in technology, which is going to help them lose control, actually, because they won't be. I mean, when you look at companies like Google and Amazon and Tesla, they couldn't stop them. They just couldn't stop them. Why? Because the people gravitated so fast towards them that that money poured through their door. So they couldn't even make laws fast enough. So I think that's going to happen. But something dawned on me the other day about the shift in power is that uh, a lot of it is based on the Internet. And, you know, no one owns the Internet. It's it just like everything in the, on the planet is owned. 
But the internet, there's like not, there's no, at least not that we know of, that there's a company that owns the internet. So with all of these things, these transactions that are happening and all of it being internet based, I really wonder if they're going to begin to start regulating the internet itself. You know, this might be a sign that, you know, they're trying to get their hands in um, other people's pockets by saying they're going to regulate a company. But really what they're regulating is internet transactions. Well, let, let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this. Come on. What a, what about data? I mean, isn't that a part of data already where they can regulate how fast your data stream is? Like right now on my phone, I have no data. Um, and that's that's problematic. It's like if you use a little too much, we're going to slow your butt down. Yeah. So, yeah. so is I mean, I guess they could use it using something on the same grounds as uh, how much data you use. All right, so let me let me drop this on you. You guys might not know this, you might know this. So Tesla, all right, not the car, the man, Tesla. Tesla actually did experiments where he realized that you could send electricity through the air. You didn't have to do, you didn't have to have wires connected to, you know, uh, substations and, you know, and, and monitor it and charge people for use of substations. He was going to send free electricity through the air to people because the earth itself has electrical current running through it. Um, and so he was going to do that. Um, and they shut that down. And so if you if you think about it, there's ways to get alternate energy and there's ways to have communication where you don't need the things that are being regulated to make it happen. And I think they're going to force people to do that. When you start to limit what they're used to, they will find a way to do it without you. Right. And so that's what's happening. And that's why I think that technology is going to jump because they may try to put the squeeze on so hard that people will find ways that, that are not that they can't monitor and they can't stop. For example, perpetual engines like they never want a perpetual engine. Why? Because it only takes a little bit of currency and energy to get it started. And then it keeps its own energy. So they outlaw perpetual en um, engines because there's no way to sell fuel or electricity to someone that does need it anymore. Right. So every time they someone was creating a perpetual engine, and I'm talking about from kids coming up with the idea of making it to adults, FBI, CIA would go in and take their stuff and stop them and the whole, whole nine. So, but the people are the ones who are the innovators, right? So let's talk about that. Do you think the people will be able to work around this if that becomes an issue? So one thing I thought I would add is that, you know, a lot of people don't understand, or maybe they're not aware that the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency started out on the dark net, okay? It was not on the internet. And so it has been there for years um, as a way of currency. And the government actually, we would always have the FBI come in and talk to um, the group that I was a president of. Um, and they would tell us about their sting and task force that they were trying to shut down parts of the dark net by stopping cryptocurrency, stopping, you know, people were buying children, buying whatever they wanted using this form of money. And so once they couldn't stop it, now they're trying to control it. Okay. Same thing, you know, so what they're doing is taxing it. Oh, we're going to make it so it's not, not now it's going to be on the S&P 500. It's going to be stock exchange and your profits will be taxed. So they said, we can't stop you. We're going to tax you so we can get some of that. That's 
Yeah, yeah because exactly. it wasn't taxed. It was free money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Sonny, because that's exactly right. Yep. As long as it stayed on the dark net, it was free money. Yep. You see yep. now, look at this. Look, middle class, look at this. Look at this. Mm -hmm. Why is it that everything dark, the government attacks? Yeah, if it was on the if it was on the white web, yeah, they wouldn't have touched it. Let me stop. Yeah, uh, All right. So so so, so it was on the dark web yeah. and then the surface, <laughs> and then the people got a hold of it, and then they started making money. Now they're like, okay, too many people are making money in the middle class. We're gonna have to regulate and slow this growth down. Is what it yeah, is. Because the dark web is a place to handle on who we are. We cannot be if when we start to breathe and we start to become independent on who we want to be, then we won't no longer have that middle class you heard the other day that the middle the world revolves around the middle class so if people decide that they no longer want to be in that middle class now they have to figure out how to keep continue to make you in the middle class look, so that I is why, even in the crypto that what they did is they, they saying you want it you want it it's going to be a regulation it's not well, see, it wasn't just like everything else in this but see, Adrian, the 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 crypto and the darknet, it was not it was not you know minorities making money there. Just so you you realize that was not a minority market. Yeah, okay. That's why they bought it over. That's why they bought it over into the 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 dark the dark. The, no, the, the darknet was was not where minorities were. They were making a lot of money, but it just wasn't the top one percent making the money. It was well, innovators and people who took advantage of the system making money. Yeah, well, it that was good. Thing that the black people know about, and because of the fact that somebody done told the black folks that they can get in <laughs> on this game that's been playing for a long ass time, they are now like, "Whoa, wait a minute! How did they tell? Who told? What, who told? Like, who? We were fine. Snitches we get were fine, but just listen." But you know but what? In the middle class, it's not just black though. It's Hispanic. It's white. It's, it's the middle all class. All of us. It's every yeah. middle person. And remember, remember, it was from eighty thousand. What is it, fifty thousand to five hundred thousand? Wow. Yep. You remember that? Yep. Fifty thousand to five hundred thousand is called. Is the middle, middle class. class? If you're making between fifty thousand to five hundred thousand, you're in the middle <laughs> class. Yeah. Well, I am missing a few zeros. Hey, also, too, guys, we got. Vicky was like, "Hey, I need a zero. We got to we've got we've got to mention this to the middle class. We got to mention this to the audience. The dark web is not in our best interest. You understand that? Things that were happening on the dark web are not what I call human stuff to do. So we got to be careful of that. Uh, but let people know that the dark web is not really set up for the good people, if you will. I'll just say that out there because don't get it confused, folks. Uh, don't go on the dark web and start searching for crypto. Do not do that. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Don't start. Matter of fact, don't search for anything for that matter. <laughs> Who determines whether the web is light or dark? No, the, no, the dark web is where people with subservient, um, uh, people with um, abnormal appetites for, um, I, I kind of don't want to talk about it. But yeah, just, we probably need to move on from this because we're saying that term. What are you talking about? We don't want to bring that up. Yeah, we don't even need to know about. It. We're talking after. We talk about it after the show. Let's let's do that. And and I want to go ahead and move on to Telly. Telly, the five budget smartphones under. $55,000. Uh, <clears throat> this is good for anyone who doesn't want to pay an arm and a leg for a phone. So, I'm listening. <laughs> so LG decided to put their hat in the ring to have a budget phone. 
So that would be LG, Apple, Google, Samsung, um, and OnePlus, which I'm not necessarily familiar with, and Motorola. So you have five to choose from, anywhere from $199 to $499, which is pretty awesome because not everyone in America wants to go in debt to buy a phone. It's not necessary. There are a lot of people who are more practical and don't need the technical aspects of having a thousand apps, a battery life that can last for 12 hours. It's just for the bare necessities. So if you are looking for a phone on under under 200, you can go with Motorola or for something a little fancier, but still budget friendly, you can go with Samsung. And my personal opinion, I know I'm millennial, but based on the specs, I think the Samsung model would probably be best because you still get a bit of a techie feel, but it's $500 as opposed to $1,300. You know, it's interesting you say $500 because I know, my, I think my phone is $1,100 and I have Samsung. So they must mean they're lower version Samsung. Yes, they are. Like the display will probably not be as crisp. So it's probably yeah. not going to have the same type of resolution. But you still get, um, with the Samsung model, I believe you get the fingerprint reader. Um, it's 5G capable, which we know 5G is up and coming. I mean, it's here. It's here. So that, it's good that they're offering that on a lower scale because you would think that with 5G, it's the new thing. It would only be available for the high expensive phones. Like I have an 11 Pro Max and every day I wonder why I pay $1,200 phone. I mean, it's a great phone, but it's really expensive. And especially since we're thinking about the middle class and putting our money and investing our money in things that will give residual return, a phone, unless your business requires it, is not a necessity where you need to spend in upwards of $1,100, $1,200, dollars $1,400. Now let's talk about this. Let's talk about this, Congress, because you know when it comes to cell phones, this is an issue we've been dealing with for the last probably ten years on the price increases on these phones now. So your phone basically costs the same amount of a laptop if you get one of the top phones. Yes. Um, and it's true; it functions kind of the same as a laptop with a lot of the programs that you get in there. But are we really, as a, as an Americans, probably just people in the world, have we lost it somehow when it comes to allowing companies to do us like that? I think, yeah, I think so too, Adrian. You know, on top of that, as a matter of fact, I did the same thing. I don't, I didn't do the research. I do research now, but I didn't do the research on the phone a couple of phones back, and I could have found out I could have saved three hundred dollars. You know, for example. So all, all I'm saying is just do the homework because there's phones what they call pre-owned, right? Pre-owned one-timers. They return mm -hmm. them in, get another discount. So in addition to what uh, Telly was telling us, Lady Joe, you can also check out the pre-phones, uh, pre-used phones. I'll save you another hundred dollars possibly so as well. But it depends on your features, right? But you want to go. So yeah, we gotta just be smarter. That's all. Do your research. It takes maybe what another half hour, do some research, and then make your decision. So so let's take a poll. How many of you guys feel you're paying too much? You pay too much for your phone. Show of hands. You pay too much for your phones. All right. So the rest of you guys are rich. I just wanted to see who was really rich on the on the Congress. All right. <laughs> all right. So uh so we, we, we have an issue that's affecting the middle class because, you know, the cost of these phones and the amount of people in their families and everybody's got to have a phone. You multiply that phone times that amount, plus the fact that having <laughs> having all the services that comes with it in apps, that's taking a big chunk of the middle class. So um, I think that's something that you guys got to 
you got to talk about it. Let's talk about it. How's that affecting uh, households across America? You know, I pay four hundred a month for four of us. Mm. So four hundred a month is three eighty six um, for for us to have phones, two iPhones, and two Samsungs, unlimited plans um, with a four hundred insurance. Pardon? Is the family plan? Family plan. Family plan. Um, but see, one of the things that is important to recognize that there are some families that, um, you know, that we we heavily use our phones. Okay, so me and my children heavily use our phone. My husband, he could go back to a flip phone and never have a problem as long as he could take good pictures. You know, he likes to search the internet. He has a couple tablets for that. But we have become reliable on our phones. We are relying on them. Yeah, they do so much for us. Even us, even the People's Congress, we're able to schedule our our stories, our scripts, using our phones, using Google Docs. Okay, so even we use it. So, so let me tell you what, what's happening, middle class. Let me give you a peek into the matrix. This is what's happening. This is what happened. I right, check this out. As technology increases, you lose your power. As technology increases, you become more dependent. On the technology, check this out. It's too late. As technology, as technology increases, you actually get dumber. What? Did you see I get that movie? Technology? Look, before Did cell you phones, see that we movie actually about the robot. That we robot actually remembered movie. numbers. Back in the day, you remember people's phone numbers. You knew the yes. numbers. Now you don't even remember your own phone number. You got to look at the phone to get the phone number. You know what I'm saying? Took so, me two years to memorize my husband's number. See, so it's the the technology is invasive. It's like a Viruses. It's hooked into us to, to the point where you can. I've literally, and I don't know if you guys have done this, left the house, drove away, and remembered I left my cell phone and turned all the way around, came all the way back home, right? That tells you something. That tells you something. So think about this. Before cell phones, what did we do? We used our house phone. We waited until we saw the person, right? We wrote down notes, right? There were, we survived without the technology, but I think now we feel like we can. Well, well, I think one because I don't do I don't do technology. Um, I am, I'm an avid Will Smith. I'm the avid Will Smith in iRobot. I am. Okay. Um, I I want to hold strong on it because I still say no matter what, a human will always be better. Yeah. Because if there's a malfunction, you're messed up. If the power goes out, you're messed up. If the numbers are put in the system wrong, the outcome is messed up. You cannot pinpoint where you messed up in the computer. Like with the calculator, you start computing stuff and putting it in, but you got the wrong answer. You can't even look at what you did in your work and go back to where you had the problem. So now you have to start all over. I'm telling you, we love technology until it backfires on us. Oh yeah, and because you don't everyone know how it works, you're in trouble. Look, everyone has a chip on their phone, on their uh, on their card. But God forbid the system goes down on the chip, the store has to shut down because they can't get money anymore because they need the chip reader to do whatever they need to do. So then you say, well, wow, you put your whole business 
on this chip reader. Yeah, so y'all don't take cash anymore. Can't work. So now you can't done business. And they're like, well, I don't understand. Yeah. Advent. Always take a pencil. Always take a person. Always take a thought. Because well, you yeah. know a computer is not going to return your refund because your milk was sour. Oh, no, no. You got to have a human you element. In that you the the computer is not giving you back your milk money because you bought rotten milk. Take it in there and give it to a person. I bet you they're going to return your milk. You know right. They're going to give you your money. Oh, I'm That's sorry, ma'am. We didn't mean to smell that. That is horrible. The computer don't even know any of that. It's like we take the people, we're taking people out of people. The more technology, the less yeah. people we have to be. And that's going to hurt the middle class anymore. That's going to hurt the middle class even more because that technology is definitely not going to consider the condition and the state of the people in situations like that. Sadi, you had something. Um, I was going to say that, you know, a little bit ago we were talking about our reliance and dependence on technology. And, you know, our generation, if you think about it, we are tied to our cell phone number, okay? Our, the, the millennials are not. They will change their number, go on their social media, tell their friends what their numbers are. But they use other ways of communicating instead of calling. They don't even want to call you. True. They'd rather FaceTime you, Snapchat you. So they're not tied to their phone number like we are. So yeah, it's shifting in terms of what the what the uh, the youth are using. Tanya, did you have something on this? Well, I was just saying um, that's so true because um, just being around my nieces and nephews, they barely use the phone, but they're always Snapchatting, TikToking, um, <laughs> doing everything else but talking on the phone. So mm -hmm. they rather um, text and do all the other stuff instead of having that one-on-one yeah. pick up the phone, call mom. They rather text Human. mom or text auntie. Instead of picking up the phone and dialing that number, but um, they'll, yeah, send, they'll send a text real quick though. Yeah, yeah they rather video it. chat. They don't want to call. They, they. I've seen my daughter literally video <laughs> chat for six hours. What? Wow. Just leave it open, have it in the room, and the girls from her dorm have theirs up, and they all are together, just doing yeah, whatever ridiculous. they doing. It's ridiculous. I'm like, what you doing? She was like, we just hanging out. I'm like, hanging out. <laughs> But but that's what they do now with technology. Mm -hmm. It's not about phone calls. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely yep. right. Look, if you're watching, you're just tuning in. We are the People's Congress, and we are excited that you have joined us tonight. We are talking about the issues that matter to you and your family. And we want to educate you. We have some very powerful minds in the room. The Congress is in session, and we are talking about everything we can to help your families get advanced. We want you to look at Mexit and join ATS and join us, because for us, we want to empower the middle class with education that's what we're all about and uh and we want to talk about the president of the united states hey jerome tell me biden is doing something with 10 billion dollars really buying a, a cruise ship or what is, what is it, a new home <laughs> no, no he's not and what i think is interesting about what the president is doing is in our stimulus package and some of us may not be aware and we talked about this a little bit earlier Within the stimulus package, so so many of us are so focused on getting out fourteen hundred that we don't know that President Biden has put ten billion dollars in that same stimulus package for our mortgages, but not just the mortgage itself, folks. He's also included paying off your taxes, your utilities, 
insurance, and homeowners association dues. And I said, we need to look at, and maybe this is the reason why Warren Buffett was saying, don't pay off your mortgage, because there's 10 billion in the stimulus package that you could be using to pay it off and spend your 1400 somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, because I'm not Warren Buffett, but that's what went through my mind when it was, <laughs> and yeah, I thought, I have a mortgage and I'm in forbearance and you better believe me, I'm going to download this, 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 this legislation and I'm going to find <laughs> everything about the mortgage portion because I want to get mine. <laughs> so, so is that a real thing? I mean, you guys think that that's real? You think they, no, they're really this up for the American people? No. But, oh, yes. But what it says is, is that they're going to take this $10 billion and give it to like banks and those who administer the, the, the mortgages to, to manage it. So it ain't just going to be, oh, yeah, you can take it, you can get it. So you're going to have you're to certain criteria. No, 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 not wait, back up. What you just said, because that didn't even sound right. You said that they're going to give me money, but they're going to give it to the bank for no, me no. on my behalf. The exactly oh, no, no, no. They're giving it to the state. That's how they get you. That's how they're they get you. Giving to the state. Where's Miss Maxine? Because see, 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 that's what they're <laughs> talking about. They try to throw a story in you, try to make you feel good because they're talking about they're giving you money. But really, Look they ain't even giving it. Look they at what you're giving you. They're gonna make sure your bills pay because they're gonna give that money to the bank. Because they know if they give it to you, you ain't gonna put it in the bank. So they're gonna give it to you and say, We're gonna give it to you, we're gonna spend this on your behalf. So class, y'all better wake up and smell something. They is playing with us. Philadelphia. Philadelphia is not playing tonight. She's that's part of it. People be saying to you, people be saying stuff to you, and just be like, "Oh, it don't stink. It don't really stink. Don't worry about it, baby. It don't stink. Just put it on your neck. Put it on your neck. It's cute. That's cute, girl. Go wear that. Go wear that. That's cute. That's cute. You go in front of me, though. Hey, look, look. We're gonna bounce this out because we know Sadi is the balancer. So go ahead, Sadi. What do you guys say? Okay, so Jerome, I have no idea why you even said that to get Adrian started. So they're actually giving the monies to the states because there is a fund. Um, the fund <laughs> has been around forever, Homeowners Assistance Fund. Obama had one similar. When we had our depression, you could go in and get your mortgage interest rate lowered and get some of your payments paid. Um, I took advantage of it myself. I'm as part of the 1%, though. That don't count. Amen. As a part of that. However, what we're going to do is push this money through the states and push it through some of the government-sponsored mortgage giants to get it through the HUD programs. Um, they already have the rent assistance program. I know several people who have gotten six months' worth of rent paid. If, you, if you're behind in your rent, you can get approved. Um, you just have to follow all, put all the paperwork in, and I've helped people do that. Um, but keep in mind that that money is for people who are falling behind in their mortgage. And one thing that, you know, I, I hate to say it this way, but Democrats understand that you spin your way out of a recession. So this is what he's setting up. And most people don't realize it. Obama did it. 
now it's time in the cycle for it to happen again. Let me tell you something. Oh, okay, yeah. this 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 is where I'm at on this issue. Now, now look, this is the People's Congress. So we balance out our, our, our Congress people are balanced here. It ain't one-sided. You know, Saudi is a, a financial person, so you can trust what she's saying. She's saying she's saying real stuff. But I don't like it. Even no. if it is real, I don't like it. Because if you're gonna tell me you're gonna send that much money down to the people, I don't know people that's getting that money. I mean, she might know I people getting money because she's a financial person. But we ain't financial people on this call. We are regular people on this phone call. We the middle class that don't know nothing about finances. Now tell me something. If that much money is coming down, and if in the past trillions was supposed to come down to the people, why the people on the Mexican ain't getting that money? Oh, because, because you're gonna put it in this program, and we will give it to this organization. And if you go to them, you can get it from them. No, give it to the people. No, to do programs that people can't even get to, and they don't even know they got the money. I have two questions. Yes, so if Wait, so we, got two, we got two questions, let, let <laughs> ask your questions. Thank you. Go ahead, tell <laughs> Okay, so I don't own a home. Um, my um, I know well, my mom does, but not so yet. she in New York. Yes, not yet. Sorry, a little slower. One, my first question is: This program would be for is it like income based like uh, who gets it and then also too where is this money coming from like won't this affect us down the line like nothing is over free so i know one way or another taxed something's coming i mean something's coming down the line. i don't just believe we can be forthcoming with money okay what you're saying is so powerful so is it me is it me Let's do this. Let's do this. Yes, everybody mute out. Everybody mute out. We're take a mute session right now. Let's do a mute. All right. And so we're gonna let Saudi talk. Saudi, say something. You go ahead and. Hey. Yeah. So I, I love this conversation we're having. So that's that's not Saudi. So go ahead, Kelly. Okay. Okay. So I don't hear anymore. So yes. I, so I, I think somebody has two devices. In the room with somebody that has a camera. That's what we're Streamlight just does this periodically, honestly. Well, you know what? I don't like it. It's you know, all right. I'm going to do this. Watch this. Watch this, middle class. Watch what happens. Y'all going to trip. Boom. How about that? Boom. Uh-huh. Boom. All of y'all. Boom. Out of there. Out of there. Boom. You out of there. Boom. Now, this is my show. There ain't no echo. Here we go. Let me finish carrying on the conversation. We're gonna bring them in one at a time, and we're gonna see how it works out. Look, are you up here eating popcorn like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm heck of a show, mom. All right, we got a full house. Marquis is back eating popcorn like he's watching a movie. I don't know why. There's still an echo. Yeah, that's that's horrible. Well, I guess I'm just gonna talk to you. Well, you, know, you, just gotta speak, you gotta speak. I don't hear it. Like leave it a rhythm to get right. a X. Okay. Hey, people, we're dealing with this technology, and it is false. Marquis, for real, for real, bro. Is this a good movie? <laughs> That's why it's doing it because we sit here talking about technology. Oh. We were not. We were not on the upper. Well, tell had a good point. I, you know, Telly was saying she didn't understand. Go ahead, Telly. 
Yeah, so like the first question <clears throat> was, is this income based? So is it certain uh, income that you make or maybe your however much your loan or mortgage loan value is? So I don't understand the numbers with that. And then the second question is, who's going to pay for this? Because one thing I know about it is the government does not give everything for free. Uh, it's coming from somewhere. It may not affect us right now, but later on, for all I know, milk might be $5. And I, at that point, I mean, I feel like we would be tipping into socialism, but I won't get started on that. Yeah, yeah. I just want to know where, where is this money coming from? Because we know that the government, and anyone that tells us they'll give us something for free, I look at you sideways because I know you're not giving it free. It's always like, I'm giving you something, but there's a hand behind your back. Yeah. So I, can tell you, I, I can tell you where the money's coming from. The money's coming from the reparations. They should have paid us by now. Oh, That's God. We're going to go ahead. We're going to go ahead to Sadi. Sadi, what do you think? What's your thoughts? So your question about how do you qualify? So yes, even with the rental program and the housing program, you have to be a certain number of months behind. You have to be working. You have to have money coming in. They look at the ratio to say, do, do you have an ability to pay? And you're just telling us you can't pay. Because, you know, there are a lot of upper class that will take advantage of that. Um, and so they put you through a test. They want to see your income. They ask for bank statements. They ask for all of this. And so they'll give it to those that are qualified. OK. And so the same thing with the rent program. Now, where the money is coming from. So in order to we're in a recession that people don't realize we're we're there. Um but in order to get us out, you have to spend your way out. And so what happens is by spending money, you make money. So they're putting money in the market that's not there because nobody was working. People weren't, a lot of people were unemployed. There was a lot of you know unemployment going around, federal assistance, state assistance. And by coming up with this infrastructure, um, transportation infrastructure plan that Biden is putting out, it's going to create jobs create all of the benefits and one thing you have to realize it's very cyclical but the democrats always leave us with less debt than we had when they started office so you have to keep in mind that's because they say spend money to make money republican says pull back socialism hold it to us and so we need one to balance the other. That's the that's the good thing. You don't want, and that's the reason we're limited to eight years. You don't want 12 years of the same system because then you're going to run into a, a cycle we've never hit before. All right. Well, this is what okay. I want. Let's take a look at the total revenue generated in America, total income for everybody and divide it evenly between everybody like that, company, like that man did in the first report. So we all get paid the same amount of money. Let's do that. I would vote for that. Let's do that. Uh -oh. No, then they find a way to steal it because uh -huh. nobody wants to be like everyone else. People all, uh, human nature then we is to kick do off the island. Then we're going to kick them off the island then. Kick them off the island. That's where our problem lies. Because if we are allowed to be able to become people and we can all take ourselves and not take and take the levels off of us and put us all on one page, then it makes sense. But like you said, Sadi, there's going to be three people that don't even want to give it up because they believe that this is better or they believe that this. And 
because we have so many choices to just do what we want to do. It just messes up the fact that we need to do something for what we need to do. You know, because that one person that has it to do, it's almost like what we were talking about this morning with that with that with that one man in that city. When the when the Holy Spirit happened, so everybody was giving everything. But then he came up with half of what he was supposed to, and it was like, no, nah, bro, we all know your story and you only bought us half. So if all we right, all so, put so, it in, let us all get in. So context is we had a meeting this morning. Uh, it's a part of ATS where we get this kind of information to be empowered. And on that call at 9 a.m., by the way, uh, the uh, it came out the story about Ananias and Sapphira out of the Bible. Uh, and uh, that's what she's talking about, not giving properly. But uh, let's I want to jump to uh, Tanya. Tanya, we're looking at housing uh, and the FOMO is fueling uh, home buying surge. What's what's happening with that? Is it a, is it a good thing or is it a curse? You're muted. Oh, you're muted. Mm -hmm. Let me see where that button is, baby. Let me see. Oh, you're so funny. It depends on, you know, how the home buyers that are looking to buy a new home, um, the steps that they go through to do that. Um, since we're in the situation that we're in now, um, a lot of people are rushing. Um, to buy homes due to the fact that, you know, there's low interest rates, you know, we're in the middle of COVID and different stuff. So the interest rates are low and the market is low. So people are rushing to buy homes. In the turn of that, people are also are skipping steps. You know, they rush it so fast that they're skipping some important steps, which is make sure you get your home inspected um, thoroughly um, by a home inspector because, you know, you could have there's certain things that you have to check for when you're purchasing a home to make sure there's not mold and everything is um you'll be able to live in it. Um, so uh, Mr. Hogan, who is a financial expert, had gave a couple of um, three steps of what to do, which kind of goes with the other article that we had talked about earlier. Um, mm -hmm. When you're looking for a home, um, first thing to do is make sure you don't have a lot of debt. Them credit cards, make sure you pay them off, get them down, car loans. It said student loans. Um, when I thought about that, I'm like, well, dang, that's being that well, some of the people are not working and, and some stuff like that. But, you know, to keep your debt down, um, make sure you don't have a lot of debt before you buy your home, um, as well as um, make sure you have an emergency buildup um, in case something goes wrong. Three to six months of emergency funds um, put up in case, you know, something happens and you don't have, you know, out of work or something that you can use those funds to, um, you can continue to live. Um, and also, um, he said, if you can put a bigger down payment down, um, instead of the 10%, try to do 20%. Um, that way you'll have some equity and some money to play with um, while you are in, in the midst of purchasing your home. But he said, please be careful about buying the home so quickly and not thoroughly going through all the steps of purchasing a home. So you don't, we don't run into this um, later. Cause I remember back, I think it was like 2008 or something. Um, I believe make sure it's a fixed rate because I know my friend had bought a home, but it was not a fixed rate. So when she first got it, 
you know, she had a certain amount for her for her mortgage, but then the interest rate fluctuated. So her payment went from a fifteen hundred dollars a month to twenty five hundred dollars a month. So if you don't have if you don't budget that in, then in, you can end up losing your home in the long run. So, you know, he was saying make sure it's a fixed rate and those kind of things. So okay. um, it was just interesting, you know, because one day soon. Me and my husband's looking to buy a home. So, you know, it's just good information um, to read. It is good information. What, what the Congress thought about that. Let me tell you something before we get into facts, because, you know, I ain't dealing with that. I'm a little upset right now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little perturbed. Tell me us why you're mad. Let me tell you why you're mad. Because everything that Tanya said, but she was saying it. It made me think like we didn't just come through a freaking pandemic. Right. Like people, like this is normal life right now. Like people got money in the bank. Like people actually got jobs right now. Like what, how are you going to bring out news that act like people can put 20% down on a house? People trying to put food on their table. No, no. You, know, you got to put money in the bank and say, man, you know what? This is the type of stuff right here. You the moment the people who made money during the pandemic say, well, I'm doing fine. What's wrong with you guys? Look, there's people hurting right now. They're losing their homes. Okay? So you up here talking about you got to pay, you got to save money and refinance it. You know, that sounds real nice. How about why didn't you give the money, government, to the people when they needed it so they wouldn't be in the position they're in now? See, the middle class is, is being affected on both ends. And it's like they're putting a the squeeze from both sides on the people. But they, you, know, you got a group of people acting like nothing's happening. Like it's all good. There's programs to help you. You can apply for money. People have tried to get their businesses to stay in business and have gone out of business. And people who got money, millionaires, are getting the money sent to them. Why? Because they got lawyers and they got finance people who can get that money for them. So, you know, I don't, this is, I ain't, look, I ain't even playing with y'all. I'm telling you, I'm about to shut this down. I'm not going to have a show where we're telling the middle class that it's their fault that they don't have what they need right now. Man, I'm upset. Go ahead, Saudi. I know you want something. Okay, so, you know, Stephen definitely hit on some good points for us um, dealing with the reality, but there's also another reality, a dual reality, a dual reality where people like, you know, there were some people who, were knocked down and were able to get up and buy their home, like me. Okay, um, there are some people who. You lucky your family. I know, right? Yeah, because I had some. But to I have got a testimony. Where? You know, I do. All right, go ahead. Okay, don't don't get me to share that testimony. Bank says you need a job. Your business is not going to be enough. Okay, went out and got a job the same day. Okay, so I have a testimony. Um, All right, so for real though, for real though, let's stop for a second because you said something right there. And that's what we got to have the middle class see. And that's why I'm a little upset because if you don't know what you don't know, right? So, so Mrs. Douglas wanted to get a home in right after, in the middle of this pandemic. And they told her that she didn't qualify because she didn't have a job. So she said, okay, that's what I need. She went out and got a job the same day to qualify. Right. So she's learning to work within the system. And this is the type of stuff we need to share with the middle class. It's, it's not over when they say no. You got to figure out why they say no and try to fix that. 
because you should be able to qualify. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when life handed me lemons, I made lemonade. I went full time in my business. I've had my business for over 20 years. I believe in having multiple streams of income. If something happens on one, wrap the other one up. That's what I believe in. So I went full time in my business, mm -hmm. but because my taxes didn't show the amount of income mm -hmm. over the last three years of tax returns, it showed, you know, six figures in my regular job, but certainly not in my business. Right. Because it was part time. Mm -hmm. They wanted to see six figures in my business for me to qualify for the home. I said, oh, no problem. I'll just get a job. I went the same day and got another six figure job. I said, okay, that's done. The man thought I was crazy. He said, I said, oh, is that what I need? No worries. I've got it. I'll get one today. He was like, oh, okay. I called him back. Oh, I have a job. Do you want the offer sent to you? So I did that. Right, it's not right there. It's not right there. Because see, that right there is, is critically important. That fact. I just, that was how, how, did you, how did you qualify to make a phone call? I mean, in one day to get a job. I know the Lord is working. I know he's good and he's faithful. But what what caused you to be able to qualify for that job like that? I thought for a moment and said, I'll just become a fractional CFO, which is a, a CFO who goes in to do uh, a certain job for a certain period of time. So I knew it was not a full-time job. It would last three to six months. And so I went, all that mattered was that I had the job while they were going through the process. So where did you find the job? Ring! Made a couple calls. Oh, so you already oh, had some piece, kind of people you knew were hiring. Networked. You just Networked. made a couple no. calls. Networked? I made a couple calls. It dropped in my lap. Networking? Boom. Okay. All right, well, when I would say middle class, Saudi got lucky, y'all. That ain't that ain't how y'all need to do. Oh, that. it was blessing. It was blessing. Y'all better be ready. You gotta be ready. You gotta be prepared. Somebody comes in and you say you want this, and they say you can't have this because you don't have this. You have to already in your mind know that this is what I want. So therefore, no one can tell me no. So you, you told me I need to go get this. So now you go and you go get this. If you, you don't have the it. means to go get it that day, then you make your mind up to go get it because that's what you need and to do. Think of getting it a different way. Right. Don't mean that you're supposed to say no, take your ball and go home and be adding and having add to it. Hey, when give me that because I'm this, that, and the other thing. No, they didn't say any of that. They just said you needed to go get something else to get what you needed. So go get what you need all and do it. Because all of that works out. So, I'm trying to figure out what are we going to do about the people that didn't get affected by the pandemic, but called me, everybody every month and ain't paid the bill since. What are we going to well, do? Well, wait a about second. That's a different conversation. So let's finish up with why yeah. there were some people who qualify for this homes. Yeah. You know, they're taking advantage of the people who one are losing homes, but we went into a we were starting to go into a builder's market. So it it was a um owner's environment. And so there were all these places that were recovering from the recession and starting to build. It just so happened that people had money and they decided, you know what? Interest rates are low. Let me sell my home and buy a new home now. So what you're seeing is a transferring. 
Okay, so, so they're the same people that playing with the money. And there's but those are the same people who didn't lose their job. They might have went remote. No, oh, okay. now I want to see what happened. So now I want to see what happened. So they're just taking they were... advantage of the situation. The people that yeah. are smart Absolutely. enough are taking advantage of the situation. The right. people those that who are financially they take advantage of it. And those who were already struggling, they just got to a place where they didn't even pay attention to them because they couldn't qualify for it anyway. So none right. of that even applies to them. So, right. so that's the the day, they're the ones that need the help. So when the there's two different realities in the middle class. Okay. You have the lower middle class, the upper middle class, and the middle middle class. So Where you're talking well, we know that 50,000 50, versus 500,000. That's what right. That's what we're talking about. There are lines, you know, between yeah. 50 to 100. So between five figures to six figures, you're in the lower middle lower class. class. So when you get to the middle of the middle class, oh, yeah, it's, he's the middle, a real number. part of the middle class, you, can, you get more information and you have more leverage to do more things because you're almost at the 1%. So you get a little right. bit more, you know, help to do things. And the ones that are below, and this is how we feel on the on the People's Congress, is that we have to protect the middle lower class just as much as we protect the middle upper class. And so that's what Adrian's yes. saying. Like, look, we need to protect all of our people. And if that's for them, <laughs> then what's for the other group? What's for the middle lower class to help those people out? And that's something that we really got to get into because they're the forgotten right now. I mean, they're the ones that are really hurting right now and trying to figure out how they had paid their mortgage in five months, right? They, they're, they're squatting and they're, rent, they're renting and they stopped paying because there's renter assistance. I was looking at a thing today for first time home buyers. There are programs to help people who, uh, landlords who haven't gotten their payments yet, right? So there are some stuff out there to help people uh, in this process, but we just got to educate them and let them know where they can get help. And that's all I'm and saying. And also, Stephen, if I may, if you are a veteran, if you are, um, and you have not used your um, ability to purchase a, a home, did you all know that you don't even have to pay private mortgage insurance, which is one of the things that were in that, when they talked about buying a home, Tanya, I think you did the article, where you don't, you put 10 down, maybe 20. If you don't have to pay private mortgage insurance, Mm -hmm. That makes your mortgage more affordable. So you go through your Navy Federal Credit Union, you go through your military credit union using your military benefits just because you serve two years, four years. What happened. So there are things available. And one of the things that you, I, I, I really want to impress upon us, too, is to keep in mind that we had people that didn't have money. There were people who didn't have food. And there were a host of us who lost people. So that created lots of mental health issues. So just because that person may not be able to pay their, you know, I might be able to pay my rent, but I might be a person who was devastated by losing a parent, which caused another set of circumstances. So we have a lot of different issues in our middle class right now. Oh, yeah. And we're not even subject. Mental health. I'm about to say, because people don't care about that. All kind of stuff. But my point is that, you know, we're talking about money right now. We're talking about money. Right. We're not talking about any other issue, but money and how do we get the money to the people who need it the most? That's all we're talking about. So so what I'm going to do is we're going to move on to Marquise. Marquise. 
Brother, stop eating popcorn like you're watching a movie, brother. And jump he is. Here. No. I no. think this movie night in his house. No. I want to talk to you about. I want to. I want to talk to you about weed. Is what I want to talk to you about. But why I know you, you got a comment. Go ahead. Why do you think I have the munchies, bro? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, how's the weed gonna play out across America? Because I know that's an article that you wanted to talk about. Well, here's 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 the skinny of it. It is a gradual burn if you will, because back in the day, everything is illegal, but over time, it gains momentum. Over time, like, you know, if anybody listened to Snoop, Snoop was a proponent of smoking it, Cheech and Chong, I mean, they're a proponent of smoking it, and so when you have that kind of a push, then that goes into the, into the, into the hearts and minds of the populace. And it just gains momentum. And the, the more people do it, the higher it goes in politics. And when it gets to a certain level, when it gets to a certain demographic, oh, now we can pay attention to it. Now we can, instead of locking folks up, now we can tax it because now everybody's doing it, not just those people over there. So that's what has happened over the last 20 years. And it, the other thing too is, they actually compared this to same-sex marriage. It, it you know, it 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 was kind of the same situation in, in, where, in the article. In the article, yeah. This is okay. not just Marquise blowing smoke. I mean, I was, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but but they but they compared it to same-sex marriage of how in 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 not too distant past you had uh, a slow rollout, a slow burn, and. You had a gradual momentum, and it just built up, and and it got That's into politics. It, mm -hmm. it got into politics, and then people started to speak it, and people it started to ease everybody's mind. And bam, here you go, everything's legal. Started to be business. Well, it's, it's yeah. called it's called palpability, palpability, right? They made it more palpable. It's almost like desensitization. You know, the That's more you exactly see right. a thing. The more you realize that that's kind of the way things are, and you start accepting it instead of fighting it, before you know it, you ignore it because you just saw it so much. It's like common. Yeah. You're like, oh, I already know about that. Then they can just wait for the agenda. So, yeah, it's a slow roll on that. Did you finish that's on that report? You know what? I, I personally, I don't, I don't smoke weed. I've been around too much already, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't smoke it. Hmm. Um, but I, I, I am concerned though about well, the the benefit of it being legal is that now you have legal place to go get it so therefore you are we should see a a lesser a lesser 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 a accounts a, yeah thank you a decrease in people dying because they had something they spiked the weed um a few months ago actually a friend of mine he was going out with his boys. He was an Uber driver, and they and they they didn't bully him, but they did that whole they they peer pressured him to death to go hang out and go smoke some weed. Well, guess what? The weed was tainted. The man almost lost his life, mm. all because he wanted to be down. He wanted to hang out, be with the crew, or whatever. The stuff the stuff almost killed him, and it wow. it was a batch. I don't know what they put in it, but they that he almost lost his life. But with this coming up, you will have reputable companies, reputable businesses bringing the stuff out. So you will have a, a kinder, more safer high. All right. So 
Okay, this show is not good for me tonight. I'm just saying to y'all. I just want to tell you, I don't know what happened to me today, but I'm telling you, every story, I have a problem with every story I'm hearing tonight. And I don't know what that's about. I, I mean, I'm going to have to go pray. I think what it is, I probably might just have to go pray. But what, what I, the problem that I'm having, now I'm not even going to say it. So what are the pros and cons of weed rolling out across American Congress? I'm going to I'm going to take it to you and I'm going to just take a break. Well, well, the, the, the pro the pro of it is if, if you're looking at money. Um, now you have companies who are actually making it, you know, in mass. It's now legal. So nobody goes to jail. That's a good thing. Um, how, however, uh, there is a tax base to that, which is wonderful. That's what the government's wants to do they want to tax you to death why not let them smoke their brains out so we can take the money stop right that, there stop mm-hmm. right there you see now right there boop i gotta put it i gotta put a little cone in the road because yeah, yeah. it's under construction now, now, yeah. so you mean to tell me that now we're going to legalize marijuana so that the people can be high and more controllable by the way and we're no. going to it. Is, is that's that the not what they're doing no, and don't believe that. I don't want you to even believe that because that is not the truth. No, don't believe it. What's that. the truth? I don't so, want you to believe man, that because that's not that is not the truth. The point of the matter is, though, if like you said, if you can't beat them, you might as well join them. The same way with the story from earlier. The same way, the same, the same way where the government can't do anything with the crypto and everything else. Exactly. They're gonna have to do a way to get inside of it. So the only thing they they're not gonna tell you to stop because they've been trying to tell you to stop. They realize that weed is the only thing that has stayed consistent for all of these years. The problem was people used to not want to tell you to smoke weed. They told you that weed was bad. There was everything that was wrong with weed. So there was a there was a bad connotation that went with it. Now so wait, hold up, hold up. You don't we don't grow weed in America as a crop. It's not a cash crop. Okay. We don't have it running from shore to shore. So the government trying to tell you to stop smoking weed. And and how did we get in the country? Did we got in the country? No, we do grow. We do grow. You have a lot of American growers. There's nothing but people that grow in weed. But he's All talking about the illegal importing of marijuana. Yeah, you're not. But you're not talking illegal, about. Yeah. You're talking about the illegal. What they're trying to do is they're making it legal. So the the things that we keep looking at it like it's a bad thing. The world has not said that it's a bad thing. The only people that think it's bad are the people that used to get high. I'm be honest. I smoke every the day. The people who have I evidence have that it's, it affects my family. I have to smoke, so I smoke. The oh no, we're not talking about medicinal. We're not, not even talking about medicinal weed. Use. It's the whole same thing. And what people have to understand is when we have a conversation, and then you can put any bad in it. The only bad is a person that is a recovering of something. They're right, they're so going from what they heard and so what they saw. Let's look at the middle class. Of the middle class, Adrian, how many people do you think in the middle class use marijuana as a medicinal for medicinal purpose? Hopefully, well, let, let me Google that. that I know. Go ahead, Google it. Most people that I know, my peers, yeah, we smoke. Yeah, but what percentage? You get a hundred percent of the middle class of that middle class. How many of them do you think actually need it for medicinal purpose? And not recreational. Yeah, need it because a lot of people need it for medicinal purposes. Right. No, need it is probably about maybe fifteen percent of us that okay. are really there. All right. Need so I was wondering if we were around the same. I was around the same number. Okay. So yeah. All right. So, but the issue is that it's being legalized across America, and we have 
uh, we have a lot of people not knowing the impact that that's going to have on society uh, because there are there are already states that have it legalized. Um, and so but we already see. are doing so well. If you look at the states that have it, Colorado, their crime is even down. Like if you look at what's going on in the states that have allowed marijuana to become okay, they have they have less crime. The other things that are going on in their states are less. Their money is definitely better because they're getting the, the tax on. The so, situation so, is now all of the world is about to be like before. What was that? I think it was like 32. It'd be like 32 to 68. But now it's 68 that are saying yes and 32 that are saying no. So like so, the ties have completely shifted. All right. So then, let's just say they legalized marijuana from shore to shore. They legalize it from shore to shore. Does it mean that they need to now go back and look at everyone that was arrested for marijuana use and let them out of prison now? Or do they got to stay? Nobody in has time for all of that. That's the problem. Don't nobody have time for that because that's the truth of the matter is if you're going to do something, you're going to do something. The second you talk about doing it, you're going to do it. Now, if you tell me that you need to get repaid from all of the 8,400 years that we've been in slavery and stuff, now you're just sounding stupid. You're giving somebody a reason to just walk away from it. For real, for real. Because if they can't put a number on it, what they gonna do? Wait, we need to understand that our preparation is You didn't even come close to answering my question. I said the brother that's in prison for having a joint on him for ten years. What yes. are they gonna do with him? Does he get set free now because it's now legal? Yes, he gets. As long he gets he set in jail all that time, he didn't do nothing else. If he did something else while he was in jail, unfortunately, that is not going to be a rule that can apply to him. And that right, is so, so if he only did that, then he gets free. Right. Yes, he should be able to get out. But the problem is it probably didn't really, it doesn't really roll like that. So if it could roll like that and we would be honest about it, then yes, we could do it that way. But truth be told, you can't tell your 14 year old that he's really going to be able to get back what happened when he was two. And because of the fact that if we keep telling our children, oh, we just said, I'm going to get my. I'm going to get my 40 acres in a mule, but now we look silly because we have a generation of kids that want a 40 acres in a mule and don't even know how to go to work. But then they expect that they should have it because of something that was done in the past. Oh, I understand. How we stand as American people right now today in 2021, you might want to say that if the weed is changing the world, the weed is going to change the world. If you want to go get Uncle Tyrone, that's been locked up for a J. If he did nothing but that J, you understand? Then Uncle Tyrone, he gets to come home. But the okay. other man is. I found like, an answer. Okay, go ahead. What you got? Okay, so we initially thought maybe 15%. Apparently, um, almost one third in the middle class have medicinal use of marijuana. All right, 33%. All right. Yeah, so it's it's actually around thirty five percent, and so I think that that's higher than what we thought. They do they do say that predominantly female, seventy one percent, white eighty one percent, and having a high school greater than a high school education seventy seven percent use. If you had insurance coverage, eighty two percent. And they had an annual household income of less than 80,000, 79%. So this is smack dab in the middle class. 
-hmm. And they they break it down to say, you know, it's amazing what this study shows with um, each um, millennials, Xers, boomers, um, the age groups, because honestly, the younger you are, the higher the percentage. It's interesting to see that there are boomers, 36.7% using medicinal medicine. When you think about it, they're ailing. So they are, you know, saying this will ease you know, certain ailments. Yeah, and, and I know um, we have people in our family like that, so I understand they have to exactly. use them. Mm -hmm. so I, I actually had a question. Um, and I, I may have asked this before in another show, but um, in reference to marijuana, back in the day, it had a certain smell to it. Now, it, it is it, it is more pungent. It's now, a it's stronger. It's a different type of marijuana. Back in the day, there was just regular weed that they were talking about. Back in the day, like Acapulco Gold and all that kind of stuff. The Chichen Chong yeah. strands. Those are those are regular budded trees of regular sativa. Now they have a different synthetic. It's a different. It's a different. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a higher higher. It's a way higher THC count. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like now. I would say the 33%, like 33%, 37%, like those are where you're 30 you're times. At. You were you were right, 30 right. times stronger. Right. Yeah. Now it is. And it smells like it is, but it, it's actually not as, you know how it used to be a lot? You could yeah. see a lot. Now mm -hmm. it's not a lot. It's just a little. So now it's, it's more so the way that it's weighed up, it's mm -hmm. really, really little for a lot. That, that would have been back in the day for a lot. The problem that we're really running into is that we're not being responsible because people have already made mind up of what it is to get high or what it is to smoke mm -hmm. marijuana. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, marijuana is more like the cigarette and the alcohol. You know, when it comes down to something that shouldn't be there, because at one time it was illegal to drink. It was illegal to drink, right? Oh, no, you're right, because cigarettes can kill you. And like cigarettes, cigarettes, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, so it's just a matter of alcohol the, tears up your liver. You'll die yeah. from that. Yeah. And that's when, I, but most people, like if I've, I mean, I have heard people say whatever they want to say, but most people on weed don't do all of the, uh, like, you know what I mean? If the person just went and shot the house up or whatever, he wasn't smoking weed. Oh, no, no, it's true. It causes oh, it. He had something maybe later than the weed, but even to the point where, like, what Marquis said, me, maybe back in the day. Somebody might have put something in your bud or whatever, but today there's so many things that people can literally get high off of. It's damn sure not that we. And right, so now, we because they have CBD, all of that calming that they're giving, that's for the world. So that's really the issue. For real, for real. It's not the THC that we should be worried about, it's the CBDs that they're pushing out to you now. For everyone, just so that you can be cool and calm, and you can have a CBD gun, and you can. Well, I'd like to add something. Sure. Go ahead. What? what you I, got? I'd like to add that you know, Adrian was right on on that whole thirty percent. Mm -hmm. um, 
And definitely when you talk about the, the, the fact that it's stronger, 30% stronger, but because it's stronger, it is, it is causing problems. Okay. So they're, they're legalizing weed. Mm-hmm. It's stronger now. It has created something. And I know people with this problem. Mm-hmm. They have something. <laughs> it's crazy, but they have a, a marijuana use um, disease. It's called a disorder. Okay. So they start having stomach problems and they have a need to take warm showers. It's a medical diagnosis. And what happens is, you know, we're not talking old weed heads. We're talking about these millennials. Okay. Because one they don't joint, to hear this. Some Let me explain this. They Let me explain this. One, I think there used to be something called a dime bag. Well, oh, one yes. joint yeah. now is t- costs $10. <laughs> One joint costs $10 in Virginia. And I ain't going to ask you how you know that, but go ahead. I'm no, gonna it's, 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 it's simple, man. It's, in, it's inflation. It's tax deductible. I need to understand what was going on. If they're going to legalize it in Virginia, I wanted to understand it. Yeah, tax right off. Tax right off. Okay. And so they make them thicker. They're not the thin ones, they make them thicker. They're the they're 10 bucks. Fat blimps. But but they cause problems because so not only are they they smoking something that um, is thirty percent stronger than it used to be thirty years ago, mm-hmm. they're smoking more of it. So their blunts are thicker. They may have two or three a day. These millennials, I'm telling you what or I know. More. Uh, more. Or <laughs> That's more. the abuse that Adrian was or talking more. about. Yeah. And so now they're having. <laughs> because of the rising, and I'm, I'm looking at an article and I'm reading this article, because mm-hmm. of the um, rising, um, increasing marijuana potency, um, it is causing them to have marijuana uh, use issues, which has affected the brain, which we all knew it was affecting the brain. Mm-hmm. But their overuse is also affecting their stomach. It is causing lesions on their stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I hear Adrian laugh? It's true, I'm Adrian. I'm, it's not even me making the comment, but I'm just listening to you. I'm thinking and I'm hearing you. Listen, like I said, I, I I can only go off of my own. When I had multiple sclerosis, when I was diagnosed, the man asked me what was happening. I stopped smoking marijuana. There was a moment in my life where I thought that I was going to get my life together. And what I did was I cut down on my marijuana use. In the cutting down of my marijuana, I got I didn't know if it was that or not. So I asked the question. One question. Is it legal in your state? Yes. Okay. That's okay. Good. I just that's a marijuana good. Medical. Is legal in your state? Medical. Yes. Okay. Okay. I just I, needed I to live in the help a sister out. Okay. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I live in the dispensary. Yes. And it'd be packed. And there's lines and lines of people that stand outside waiting to get this. People, women, yeah. white, men, old, young, black, white, even children. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's awesome to see the kids in there because when the parents got a certain strand, if there's a certain strand in there, I met a little girl who has um, seizures. Mm-hmm. And yeah, me and her mom, we talked yep. Yep. Like, the whole time because we were in the line. But she was literally standing. I thought the lady was going to get the weed for herself. She was getting it for her, son, for her daughter. Mm-hmm. And she was so excited. 
because mm-hmm. this is the only medicine that really, really helped her daughter mm-hmm. not yes. have seizures. Yeah. And it's yes. like, wow, those kinds of conversations are yeah. why yes. people should be able to understand that, guess what? This is not the same weed that y'all was smoking when y'all was kids on the corner. It's not. Now you have people that are literally growing weed and mixing it for certain things. Like when yeah. people, when I, was weed. Kid, I only smoke certain types of weed. Like yeah. I don't like weed off the street because you don't know where the weed is right. coming from off the street. No quality and control, the folks. Dispensary, the dispensary tells you exactly where it came from, who cured it. And, you guys, um, and you guys do know that they're putting weed as, as a part of recipes. Mm-hmm. I have weed butter. The best thing that I've learned is that I don't have to smoke weed. I can consume it. I make grilled cheeses. I make bagels. You Where know, you live at? I live in Philly. I'm in Philly. I'm going to come holler at you. I want some of that grilled cheese with the little sprinkle. <laughs> you know, you know, listen, I make popcorn. Listen, I put popcorn together like beautifully. I make popcorn and put some butter on it because when you was eating it, I was thinking, damn, I got popcorn in the kitchen. That's how this is a middle class class show about middle class issues, including health issues. All right, we gave 250,000 minutes to that conversation. We are going to move on to another something different if you don't mind. I gotta tell you one thing. You got to you you one thing that was very important about that, and I I was seeing if Marquise was gonna pick up on. It. They said that there was during this last election. Oh yeah. Last election, when you look at the states, they were people writing in for the prohibition law hmm. as opposed to voting for Trump or Biden. Or Biden. 300,000 votes. So there were people that weren't even voting for the presidency. They were just voting to get the prop bill paid. Yep, that's right. I said, now that is a conversation all within itself. Right. There are some people that could care less about the American people at all. all. They just want their green. Yep. That's major. Yep. And, and, and for a state to understand this, right. that's almost like the boss that's paying attention to his to his cohort, to his people that are listening. Because if the yeah. state is telling you that, they don't care who is voted, who's gonna be the person that's leading the country. Nope. We just want to make sure that they can get high while it's happening. Don't mess with my guns. <laughs> but you know what? I, I always wanted to know. I always wanted to know how how we got here in the first you place. And, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I mean, overall, because I, if I'm not mistaken, there was confusion between what marijuana and hemp. It's money, man. That's that's, that's actually that's actually I believe that's actually how it all happened. People couldn't tell the difference. What. They used to use hemp for everything, paper, ropes, and, and now they have rediscovered hemp. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're making shirts. They're making everything out of it. Money. That's that's business. where the money is right there. Money and business, bro. That's what it is, guys. It's strictly and business, and they don't money. care about the people in the process. Yeah. We got to care about them. We got to care about them, <laughs> but they don't if care about them. Do, 
We is do. try to fill out where the fields are. We need to go to empty places where you know that they can, it's legal. You want an empty field. You want to purchase the field. You want to start to be able to put your own marijuana in the ground because what's going to happen is it's going to become the next new thing. And I didn't realize that until I heard the little church ladies talking about investing in the weed. I thought they were joking, but they were dead serious because they were talking about how it was going to be affecting in the next four or five years. And these are all women, very well off, but they decided that they should maybe put their money together and get involved in it because like the women in Philadelphia, the dispensary that I go to, they are four women. Shout out to the women because they're the only ladies in PA that are doing this thing. And when I tell you that every day since the pandemic, they have been open. The church was closed every single day, every single day. No one can ever tell me anything about smoking weed ever again. Because through this whole entire pandemic, when, when everything was happening, the only consistent thing that we did have was the weed dispensary. So. Yeah, I, uh, I wondered why they uh, kept the ABC stores open too, and I guess that's probably why. Well, look, let's let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and, and end uh, with the student loan forgiveness. Sadi, you have something on that? Yes. Yeah, so the president um, is currently, you know, he talked about the the Democrats talked about the student loan forgiveness, and so the president is saying that he still supports it. Um, there are the as far as the backed federal loans, how much is available? Um, they want to find a way to make it more affordable. So if that means that they would forgive some of the federally backed student loans, they would. So he's asking um, for them to prepare something for him to look at. He's also requested to know how much authority he has and whether or not he's able to forgive any of those federally backed loans. Private loans would st still be an issue. But federal student loans, they recognize there's a problem. Did you say that the president doesn't know how much of an effect he has on what he's no. That's what he, he wants said? to make sure that he's he has the proper authority that legally. But he's the pre, he's the president of the United States, and he's trying to tell us that he doesn't know what kind of power he our, has to do. Something. No, no, our presidents have they they do have limits. They have legal authority. And so because of our last presidency, he certainly isn't going to do something that he doesn't have, you know, the right authority to do. We don't have a so, king. We don't have no king. That's another people's conversation. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kevin, what'd you say? We do not have a king in uh, the United States of America. That's right. All right. So, right. so this, that subject, actually, I think we should have breached at the beginning. We need a mm -hmm. way more time to talk about mm -hmm. what he just said. Um, but we do appreciate you beginning that report. Um, look, look, <laughs> all I got to say is I am worn completely out today. The People's Congress is here for you. We get into it. You know, we may not agree. We try to bring out facts. We try to help you see another side, both sides, whatever side. And we talk about the things that affect the middle class. Why? Because it affects us, as you can see in today's show. We're dealing with some real issues and it's good to have people who have uh life experience that they can share that with you to help you see what they're going through in the middle class 
Um, but we do need to get educated. We need to, we need to do our research and we didn't make informed decisions. So I'm worn out. So we're gonna shut this thing on down. Look, I'm glad <laughs> that the Congress the Congress is here to to help uh, help you. If you got any questions on anything that we talked about today, please post it. Let us know what your questions are. If you want more insight uh, on the stories that we cover, please just reference uh, the story and the person uh, who was speaking so we can make sure you get the information that you need. Um, and uh, we we have, let me just say, there was no intention to hurt anybody's feelings or offend anyone with what the subject matter was today. Um, we just know that these are serious issues that's, that's affecting the middle class. And we're willing to go, you know, we're, we're willing to be vigorous in our discussions to get you uh, an answer to the problems that you're facing. So we hope that you have been helped today, empowered, and inspired. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next show. All I got to say is please come back. We will see you on the next show. Thank you very much. <laughs> Mexit, middle class exit. That's what we're here for. Thank you so much for being here. Antonio T. Smith Jr. And I just want to tell you what made me think about Mexit and what inspired me. The one thing that I cannot stand is that my people are asleep. Now, who are my people? In this case, I mean all of human beings. Why is it that you have been sold hook, line, and sinker and accepted that you're supposed to retire at 65? Makes no sense to me at all. I retired at 29. I haven't had a job since I was 29. Don't need one and never will have one again. And I have three kids and they won't have to have a job either. My only job is to make sure that my two oldest boys responsibility is that they never have to go in another man's neighborhood and beg for a job. Now, there's nothing wrong with jobs. That's not what I'm saying, because if you can get income, it helps you more. So the higher the income you have, the more you can invest. And if you can get yourself to where you can save 70, save 40% of your income by save, I mean, hold, and then you're going to invest into an income producing asset and then buy you a million dollar cash flow in apartment complex. But did you know what me and you, we can have a lot of fun together. All these things are like this around here in the future. The point here is my friends, that the middle class is not worthy of you. Think about it for a second. What if I told you I really want to be your friend, but a middle friend? I pause for a dramatic effect. What if I told you I really, really want to marry you, but I'm going to be middle monogamous? Think about that for a second. What if I told you that I want to take you to a romantic restaurant, but a middle, a middle prestigious restaurant? It's not the same. What if I said... I have a heart transplant for you, but you're at the middle of the list. The point is, you have been taught that the middle is okay and middle class is not okay because you pay all the taxes and you have a crunch on you and you are depending upon paying for gas or getting insurance. So middle class exit is all about the information from conferences to seminars. But in this case, according to this platform, the news that you need to invest well, invest right, invest quickly, build, know what news is happening, know what's happening in tech, know what's trending, know what's happening as women in technology, et cetera, et cetera. What should you do in the next two years? What's the next 10 years? Do you even know that in 10 years, most of the jobs that you know of won't exist today?
Do you know in 20 years when everything is fully automated and we're literally living in a virtual reality and then by, Janu by January 2027, they're already be on 6G, you probably won't even have a job because a robot will be doing it. Now, we can either have you be a truck driver, shout out to truck drivers, who decides I'm not going to pay attention to the future and then now you're replaced by a self-driving truck. Or you could be a truck driver that invests in self-driving trucks and when they try to replace you, you actually own the company. And that is why Middle Class Exit, also known as Mexit, exists. Find us on Facebook, Middle Class Exit. You can find us there, Mexit, and we would love to have you. Do me a favor, like and subscribe, depending on your platform, give us five stars, rate it, comment, do whatever you have to do, show everybody we're very looking forward to seeing you. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate.